Take your love. I don't need it anymore. That's what some other people say. Well, we are talking adult conversations right now. Closet conversations. That is the name of the feature. Make sure that anyone under the age of 18 is not tuned in. And that is our special disclaimer so that we, the adults, can get a saucy, spicy and sassy. I'd like to welcome Dr. Baba Lwafunda Gamaboza. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, doctor. Thank you very much, Patricia, for inviting me once more. Uh, I also need to say something before you start. You know, Patricia, it's natural in life that when you get too excited, you want to move fast. I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about here? Are we talking getting excited sexually and you just want to move fast? Or are we talking about other things? We are talking about me. I'm going to go very slow today. I'm not going to be too excited. I get very excited when you have to talk about sex and sexual health and sexual education. So today I'm going to try and take it as easy as possible. You know, before we even get into this conversation, now that you've mentioned it, why is it that a lot of adults who are sexually active shy away from these conversations or conversations of this nature? Why do they deem it as something uh, demonic or evil or not to be talked about, but it's something that they are practicing personally? You know, Patricia, there's a lot of things that contribute to us not wanting to be actively talking about sex. Uh, both you'd find that also with us, Patricia, we are to blame because we also want to talk about this conversation at this time. Well, I understand this is the time we are expecting the children to be asleep. But there is a lot of education that we, a lot of things that we have learned before about sex, that it was mainly something that must be done in the dark and it shouldn't be talked about. But as we evolve, evolve and transform into a different dawn also in sexual journeys. I think this is a a space that now we are automatically moving away from. And we need to thank people like you together with your team who give us the conduit to be able to change the culture. For instance, uh, uh, Patricia, I'm a rural girl. When I grew up, it was the most distasteful thing to see a female wearing pants. But because we have allowed ourselves into a space, we have had the conversation, we have seen that there is no danger, but instead we have seen the benefits. We have moved away from that understanding. So also in this space, the education that we have learned of sex being something that must be, we must be secretive about, uh, we are moving away from that. Of course, we are, not, we are still going to be discreet in our practicing, but what we are promoting is the communication. In each and every relationship the most important thing that i always advise communication number two communication number three communication so if all of us are sexual organs what makes us to shy away from talking about sex but thanks to you that we opened this conversation and of course there's a lot of other myths also that are attached to it and you'd find that in our transformation and evolution the group that got a bit enlightened before the others were male figures 
which is why they were able to be closer to their bodies. And of course, another added advantage with them is the fact that their body, all their sexual organs are out there in the open. And then comes ours, which is also hidden. And how a girl child was brought up was totally different. This starting from how you were taught to sit, how you were taught to close the legs, that every time you must not even open to such an extent that majority of our vaginas have never seen the sun. They have never really <laughs> felt, have never really felt the wind against them. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you, do, do, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Fundagama Boza, are you saying our vaginas are need, are need to see the sun? <laughs> Listen, Patricia, this is a muscle, one of the most highly specialized muscles that you have been given by the universe that you need to take care of. Like any other muscle, it needs these elements. You should be able to create a space for yourself where you say, today, me and my baby, we are going to enjoy the wind. Me and my baby, today, we are going to enjoy the sun. Coupled to that, then you develop a relationship with yourself where I always say each and every female needs to even have a specialized mirror that is a relationship between yourself and your girl where you sit and you look at each other you appreciate how we look like we appreciate everything about ourselves how we taste like how we smell like but yes it is central that especially because it is hidden gives it space to experience the sun give it a space to experience the wind and you get close to each other in the most magical way. All right. Talking about magic, there are toys for kids. Uh, we know all these Optimus Primes and what have you not and Legos and what have you not. I mean, I'm a mom of kids, so I would know the toys that my boys and little girls play with. But then there's also adult toys. Let's talk about these toys. What are the various toys and are there toys available for both heterosexual and homosexual uh, couples and toys for uh, individual players? Thank you very much, Patricia, for introducing myself to you as well, because it's very central that you are a mother. And I appreciate that you take your time to go and do even toy shopping with your children to find out what is the latest toy, what is happening. Patricia, I'm not going to ask you, when was the last time you thought you could find yourself a toy? When was the last time you sat and thought, me and my baby, we need a toy? All right, going back to your question, Patricia. There is an, a lot of toys that are available in the market. We cannot even start to say this is one, number one, number two, number three. There is a vast number of toys that are available out there. And if you look at them and the evolution that we have seen and the transformation that we've seen in the toys, it's amazing. They have become sleek and beautiful. But maybe before I even go to your question, why do we need toys? And if you were to ask me, each and everybody, like I said last last month, uh, last in our last show, that each and every woman at least needs to have a toy. In this case, we had talked about the exercise toys. So clearly, we can use our toys for exercise. That's number one. All but, right. For for the benefit of the people who were not tuned in last week when we spoke about the exercise toy, what is the exercise toy? The exercise exercise toys are referred to as Benoit balls or love balls or exercise balls, they come with different types of names. But if you just go and maybe type 
female exercise balls, you will get them. They will show there, and there's quite a number of them. Of course, these also fall under the toy kingdom because you're not going to walk in the in pick and pay and find them in the shelf. So it means you have to put an external effort, an extra effort to find these toys. So we can use toys for exercise purposes, not only for female. Even when we talked last week, we did say that there will be exercise toys also for, for men. So, but number one on the toys, toys can be utilized for medical reasons. These toys are mainly then prescribed by your clinical sexologist, your urologist, and other doctors that deal in the sexual space to say this is what you have, this is what might benefit from. For instance, I will just make one example. There are women that experience what we refer to as vaginismus. Now, what is vaginismus? It is when the muscle of the or the vaginal muscle con, uh, 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 contracts in such a way that the woman might struggle to have any form of penetration. Now, this is a condition that will be treated by your clinical sexologist or anybody else that is in the space. So they might advise that you need to buy a toy that you utilize every once in a while as prescribed to try and get your muscle to relax so that you can achieve penetration. Thirdly, we can use them for self-satisfaction. This comes at a time, Patricia, where we are going under uh, lockdown. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are suffering out there. Those that have their toys already, I promise you they are having a ball. Yes, when I am still talking about self-satisfaction, it becomes very important for me to to spill this, this out. Toys are not meant to replace human beings. And human beings can never replace toys either. So these are both worlds that if you have allowed your sexual evolution to go to the state, that you need both. There are males, you'll find females that come to me and say, but my partner said they don't want this thing, this thing will replace them. No. A toy will never hurt you. Even though towards the end I'm going to talk about toys and artificial intelligence. But a toy will not really have that conversation with you. Now, will not uh, hug you and do certain things. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Gamaposa, I'd like us to just go to a voice note and allow our listeners to also just chip in there and give us an opportunity. Yes, please. Hi, Patricia. Can you uh, ask your guest there, Okuti, does he has any knowledge of uh, the history of sex or sexuality prior colonialization? Because I'm of the view that uh, sex in black, in black Africa or in black Sinja was never a taboo. You can even see from different uh, so-called tribal groups in terms of their dance others use a lot of uh, waist dances showing their sexualities more especially when you go to central african countries i don't know what happened with others okay they are like like uh, at the bottom here so um the question did you hear it doctor yes i have the question what an so correct this is a conversation that was never a hidden agenda to us. But how it was carried and done, I'm going to stick to the South African context. Yes, she is correct about Central Africa and other areas that are still practicing it. For instance, I'm a Pondo girl. What would happen when a child starts with menstruation? There will be that time where this child is taken by the elders and put where it is was referred to as a sacred taste, Benzelo Umkubo. Now, during this time, 
They will be taken in and be put there with elders. That will teach them about what menstruation is, what does it translate to, and they will also teach them about the organ that they have, which is most of the time, in this case, they will be talking about the vagina, the vulva and the vagina itself, how to make sure that it is kept clean, how to use it, how to keep the strength. And in fact, yes, even though some of the things were not said directly, dancing was very central to teaching African people how to play the art and the act of having sex itself. But unfortunately, this is a practice that was deemed not to be civilized, and a lot of people threw it away. And unfortunately, as we sit here today, there is not a lot of elders that are in the know of how this can be done. But I can reassure you where I come from as a Bondo girl and as a royal girl, I have been taught some of these things. And yes, there's a few of us that still have the knowledge. But this is something that also there are talks to say, we need to resuscitate this kind, this, uh, the, the, these little areas of knowledge. But now again, what has also happened was, remember a child was brought up by a community, which was a beautiful thing. Now we have moved away from that way of life, where now a child only belongs to the one parent and only a few people that are there. And also, not that it cannot be reintroduced, because we transform and evolve. When we have other spaces that are, might not be traditional, because there's a lot of traditional practices that people have left behind, but they've created new spaces for themselves. So this is knowledge that, that can be put into these spaces to make sure that we do not lose the knowledge. But I'd like to say thank you very much to the person that dropped us the voice note. That was very powerful. It, this is a tool that we need to make sure that does not die a natural death. You know, Doctor, you know, um, I I want to ask you a question here. So you mentioned the fact that you were taught some of these traditional practices. What would the traditional practices um, say when you now incorporate um, toys within your sexual life? Because this is something obviously that was not taught from a traditional point of view. Of course, this is something that was not taught at a traditional point of view. But there is one thing about people that are traditionalists. They are open to new knowledge. We are always open to new knowledge. So when we want to bring in now other things, these are the conversations that you will bring and say, for us to be able to talk about this education in a better manner, this is what we need. For instance, during my time when I was taken through uh, this is what is referred to umamul. I cannot talk to about other cultures because I have not experienced what they do, and I cannot also talk about men as to what is happening um, when they are taken through initiation. But history has taught us that these are some of the things that were talked about at the time to say when you are now going to get married. These are some of the expected things that you are expected to have. For instance, when I went, because I only went when I was an adult because I wanted to have the experience and also discuss with the elderly in my family that were involved in my initiation to say what is what else can we bring. I have a beautiful uh, vagina that was given to me by my mentor, Professor Elna McIntosh, that is made out of the most beautiful um, cloth and, and, and sponge inside. So I took it to them and I said, if we are going to be talking about some of these things, 
this is what you could use. When you are going to be talking to somebody about the vagina, because it's very small, and because we do not want in this day and age also to be misinterpreted, to be getting into spaces of little girls, because some of these children, by the time they menstruate, they are very young. Instead of you wanting to touch them and show them what is happening with their own bodies, you could use this. And this is an instrument that was acceptable within my family. So evolution and transformation is always welcome. And everybody, as we move along, gets to change how they see things. But what is of essence is that we maintain education within the people. And unfortunately, in our African culture, we never used to document things. Mm. And and which was a good thing because we believed in eyeball-to-eyeball conversations that we need to sit around the fire and talk to each other. So it was a good tool which unfortunately has now worked against us. Now, I'd like to welcome everyone to join in on the conversations. We are talking about uh, sex toys, the ultimate guide, and we've got Dr. Baba Alwa Funda Gamaboza, who's the director of Western Breeze PTY Limited. She's giving us more knowledge from a traditional point of view and a Western point of view and a modern point of view of what uh, sexual toys are. Remember, this is a conversation for only people over the age of 18. Our WhatsApp number is 614 107. You can also get us via SMS on 41391. SMSs are charged at 150. You can call 0891-104-207 or 011-714-4045 on social media platforms at SAFM Radio at Patricia N. Nduli, hashtag SAFMLNC. On our WhatsApp line here, I've got um, Anonymous saying, good evening, Patricia. Beautiful show as always. Thank you, Seabonga. Uh, and then he says, Please ask the good doctor for me. Are there any sex toys specifically for men to use for self-pleasure? Secondly, do the toys differ between straight and homosexual men? If yes, what types of toys are these? Thank you so much, Patricia. Oh, God, there is a lot of toys that are available out there for men. Uh, And you know there's one thing about toys. There are those that some people will say they are for men, and there are those that people will say even are for female. You need to just learn to be innovative. We need to remember as long as you are practicing, you are a practitioner. And any and every rule is right for you as long as we practice safer sex. Now, going back to the question of the vast, uh, the, uh, the, the, the toys that are available for men. The toys that are available for men are also those that you can just use for yourself and those are what you refer to as a mas- masturbators. You have masturbators, those that are looking like a cup, so it will just look like a cup. It doesn't matter who comes to your uh, a wardrobe, they might not even see what it is unless if they are really looking for it. There are those that look like cone, they are nice and soft in texture. There are those that come as an inflatable doll, so you can have the entire inflatable doll that you inflate as and when you need the warmth and you need to self-satisfy. Because at the end of the day, self-love is very central to how you are going to make sure that the next person benefits from you. There are those that you can also use for strengthening your erection, which are referred to as cock rings. So there is a lot and a lot of toys that are available out there. Let me just bring in something, Patricia, that is very central. People always believed that anal sex is only meant for males that are attracted to, to other men. No. 
anal sex, I had said this even last week, your whole body, your entire body is a sexual organ. That is from your head to your toe. So if you choose to explore it, you choose to explore it. If you don't choose, you do not choose. But each and every part of your body will respond to you as an a sexual organ. This also includes talking about anal sex. There are a lot of women, and research has shown that there are a lot of women that have benefited, that managed to get orgasms, those that didn't before, or those that did get, get orgasms, they get very strong orgasms from anal sex. So let's not uh, then discriminate on who can do anal sex and who cannot. It's everybody's choice. Now, the toys can be used interchangeably. You would find that what we use for for, for, for P, uh, for G-spot stimulation is the same toy that you could use for P-spot stimulation. Now, the P-spot is what is referred to as the prostate spot for men. This you can easily access through the anus, which is why anal sex can be very nice either for a male or a female. Whether you are gay or not, you can benefit from anal sex. And this is something as we get into sexual uh, evolution that everybody should be thinking of. So you have anal beads and other toys that you could use uh, for, for, for anal stimulation. Just to push it a bit further, um, uh, 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 Patricia, you might be a male that feels you'd like to explore or maybe you even enjoy anal sex, but you do not want, you are not sexually attracted to men, but you could look into an opportunity of buying toys that you could use for padding. Now, what is pegging? No, doctor, doctor, I, I want you to please take it slowly. You've given us a lot of things here. You spoke about a P-spot and a G-spot. Yo, I've never heard about a P-spot until today. Yes. So let so me digest that before you take me to the next <laughs> level of pegging. And let's allow our <laughs> listeners to just join in on the conversation. Remember, you can um, give us your viewpoint. You can even send an anonymous voice note or even call us anonymously to ask your questions. We are talking about sex toys. We are getting the ultimate guide from Dr. Baba Alwa Fundagamaboza, who's the director of Western Breeze PTY Limited. That number that you can send your WhatsApps to is... Uh, 0614104107 or you can call us on 0891104207 alternatively 0117144045 now brand says good evening my wife has a higher sex drive than me we have mm-hmm. regular sex but she wants more she mentioned getting a sex toy to satisfy her needs but i'm not sure about that maybe i'm uh, being selfish or insecure is there any help or tips or anything that can maybe um, give me some understanding or relate it to the situation better? Oh, yes. Patricia, thank you so much for raising this one up because this is an additional reason why we need sex toys. That as individuals, we do not have the same equal sex drive. So it's important that you have something that can bridge the gap. Yes, thank you so much. And also what I like about this is that there is always a a preconceived idea that males are the ones that will always have a a high sexual drive. No, it is not the case. It differs from people to people and sometimes from time to time and sometimes as we evolve in our own life journey. Yes, the, the, the person that has dropped us the text is very selfish. 
Because when you have an edge, you have an edge. There is a number of toys that you could consider buying that could bridge the gap. Either those that you use as an individual, this could move from what you refer to as your dildos, which is just a, 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 a panel-like or a very sleek kind of a toy that will be mainly used by you in a manual manner. Because there are those that are manual in nature, there are those that will come with either a, a, a vibrator, they might either be used a, a, in the form of plugging, or they use batteries. But also with those that use batteries, we have batteries that have got a very long lifespan, so you can either go towards that direction, and those ones will be referred to as vibrators. So you can either also go towards, if you only want to uh, 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 satisfy your female partner, for toys that are either penetrative, depending on what she prefers, or you can have those that are just used outside. Remember our conversation last week, uh, Patricia, it is not inside. It is on top. So because it is on top, you might not really consider buying a toy that is penetrative, but you could buy a toy that you could use on the outside because your clitoris has got most of the nerve endings, so she might even get satisfaction from that. But it's a conversation that you need to have together. You can also get a toy that you can plug into the to the wall or whatever surface that you choose to use that it, it gives you the position that you want and it makes it easy for you to exercise or reach the area that you want to reach within your vagina or even your vulva. Or you can use those that are, can be inserted in the wall and they can be standing in the wall and you can use them from there. In Branza's situation, I mean, he talks about maybe him being selfish or insecure. Let's talk about the insecure part. I mean, does, does he have to then watch his wife use these toys? Does he have to participate in this pleasure that the wife will be getting without him it is always very important patricia especially in this because they need to introduce the 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 toy as a couple because he can also see that there's a need that he can participate in utilizing the toy it is also going to assist the two of them to be able to reach the spots that will make the wife come easily to such an extent that at some point they might even decide we no longer use the toy because I know how to reach those areas without the toy, having learned from the use of the toy. I would like to advise that they should walk this journey together. And I would like to say to him there is no reason, absolutely no reason, why he should feel like now the toy is going to take his place. The toy can never replace a human being, and a human being can never replace a toy. But in this case, it's important that we bridge the gap so that you do not sit with a wife that does, that has high sexual tension. And we need to remember, sexual tension causes problems, then you fight over nothing. And the problem was just the fact that this person was not sexually satisfied. They can buy sleek toys that don't even look like penises, but that just for pure satisfaction. Mm. All right, yes. uh, Doctor, let's uh, go on to our voice notes on WhatsApp. Remember that number for our WhatsApp line is 0614104107. Evening there, Patricia. Please uh, ask Doctor there to repeat the name of sex toy that you can, u- you can use to strengthen uh, erection. Yeah. Good evening, Patricia and uh, the doctor. There. I would like to know what causes low sperm count. Is it 
natural or it's caused by something else thank you hi patricia this is our anonymous i just want to find out from your guest today what is it that uh, maybe as a man that you can do to actually satisfy your girlfriend uh, sexually that she enjoys like having sex with you without having to uh, because there are these there are these um papers that you find uh, people that that people take like people passing around written what, what's that sorry um penis enlargement and stuff like that uh, i think we we as men we uh, actually think that uh, a bigger penis would uh, would satisfy your girlfriend uh, Whereas I'm not really sure that is the case, so I just want to find out from the from your guest what is it that you can do that will actually satisfy your girlfriend. Thank you very much. All right, uh, doctor. Let's uh, respond quickly so we can get through to a lot. The first uh, WhatsApp said, uh, "What was the name of the toy that strengthens uh, the penis?" All right, doctor. Are you there? Yes, I am here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. So what was the name of the toy that strengthens the penis? It's the cock ring. The cock this ring. This is a ring. It just comes as like an O ring, like an O, the normal O, letter O, that you insert to the end of the penis, to the base of the penis. So it basically makes it nice and stiffer and more stronger. But the biggest sex toy that you need or the biggest part that you need for you to be able to achieve any erection be in the right state of mind right state of mind okay yes it is the cock ring the cock ring and then the second question from uh, whatsapp was uh, what causes low sperm count okay i think low sperm count is a total discussion altogether that we can have on a different day because there are a lot of factors that will determine why your body does not want to produce more sperm because we need to remember the body is made in such a way that it produces sperm on a daily basis the sperm life life cycle of a sperm in a human body is a maximum of about 74 days so it means a man keeps on producing the sperm and each and every sperm is expected to be out of the body in 74 days in which case if you then do not ejaculate or get rid of the sperm the body itself will destroy it which also is a very important discussion uh, that we need to have on a different day patricia to say what would then be the effect of what happens when that that, that doesn't happen that or doesn't the body happen. has not released yet. Okay, but so there's we'll, a lot of factors that will uh, uh, cause low sperm count and it should be a discussion altogether. But in this case, what I would advise the listener, because for you to know you have a low sperm count, it means you, you would have seen a doctor because you will not just see from the amount of semen that you produce that how many sperm have you produced. I'd like him to go back to the doctor whilst we are waiting for a time when we are going to have this conversation. Who will take him through what would have been the potential causes for him to have the low stem count? All right, excellent. So that's a topic for another day, but yeah. so we can explore it in depth. The third yeah. one was, um, what can a man do to satisfy his woman sexually without enhancers? Okay. What you need to do is to be able to understand the body of a woman. How does it fully function? And there's one thing, Patricia, that we need to iron out here. Each and every body of every woman, they function differently. So how do you get to know how this body functions? 
is when you've talked to the owner of the body and you work together in exploring how the body works. But yes, I had in the comment that he also talked about issues of male penis enlargement and all the yeah. other things. You might not need the majority of our men. They have what would have been a normal penis. So you really do not need an enlargement. Unless if you are one of those few people that would have been picked up in the young age that you've got a small penis that you need treatment. But generally, first thing, you communicate. Understand how your body of your, of, of your, of your partner functions. Thirdly, you need to understand how your own body functions. Because what we always forget is we want to look at the next person and say the reason why things don't happen is because of your own body. As we live our lives, which are entangled with our sexual life, you also need to understand that in my journey, this is where I'm at. For instance, if you are a woman in your in your nine in your teens, late teens and early twenties, you might not have understood how your body functions, and you might not have understood what you were looking for. But once you get to your late thirties, you are relaxed about life. You understand how your body functions. You are no longer bothered about the fact that you've gained a bit of weight here and there, and a lot of other factors. And maybe you're not even scared that you're going to fall pregnant. Maybe you have clothes now. You're no longer worried about making more children. You are more relaxed. Now it becomes your sexual peak. Now understand your sexual cycle. Where are you in your cycle? What other factors will affect how your sexuality works? Are you on medication that might affect your sexuality? Are you stressed at the time? So understand your cycle as well, as much as you want to understand that where your female partner or your partner is also in their sexual space. All right, and let's, then communication. Move, communication being key. Let's move on to yes. other um, messages here. Uh, good evening. I'd like to remain anonymous. Enlarging, is it good for your health? Enlarging, yes, is a reality that is game, and it is mainly done by your urologist. There is a lot of factors that they might need to look at because we might remember that enlargement might also include, in this case, surgery. Because I always do not advise that anybody must go and take medication that says it will lead to penal enlargement without consulting your doctor. Because we need to remember that how the medication works, it works on other systems as well, which is your central nervous, which is your cardiovascular system that involves the heart. It also might be, it's going to involve your kidneys as you excrete some of the medication that you've been taking through your system. So these are now areas where you are going to need medical support on. So I usually advise that do not do that. But in case of a surgery, then the analysis will be done by the doctor to say maybe if we are going to do an enlargement, this is how much we can gain. And if this is how much we can gain, this is what we are going to do. This is where we are going to do the enlargement. And this is what we are going to maybe insert here. And these are the possible complications that could okay. But yes, the doctor will take you through the process, which are your urologist and how it will happen, and the possible complications that could okay. So and don't just course, go to your backdoor person. It's better no, to go straight to a doctor. And on SMS line then, doctor, we've got um, uh, an anonymous uh, from uh, Northwest and anonymous says, my husband is in his 60s and I'm in my 40s and since the lockdown, nothing has happened. So does that mean that in the meantime, I'm just wait okay does it mean in the meantime i must just she must just wait nothing has happened since lockdown nothing. all these weeks nothing she has not been yeah what she, what should she do she should not be waiting if she has an edge 
if you are a practitioner, you should be able to communicate about anything that you practice. So she must go to the husband because you might find that the husband thinks everything is kosher. Nobody is bothered because he does not have the edge. So the, my woman is also quiet. So he might be thinking everything is fine. And yet she is dying of the edge. So you go to your husband and say, today, daddy, I fell on fire. I would like to have you from all angles or whatever way you would like to present it. But what is important is that she needs to communicate so that if there is a problem, because you might find that there's no problem, but that the fact that maybe because of age and other factors, their husband might be having a low sexual drive. But if she talked about how she felt, it could be resolved. And if it is a problem of also of uh, what I would just loosely use, of erectile dysfunction, they can also discuss it and to say, how do we bridge the gap? But it's important not to stay with sexual attention and not address it. And also, I would not advise her to say, go and buy a toy and use it behind your husband. No. If it gets to a level where they feel they can bring in an adjunct, in this case, a toy, to assist in their sexual journey, it's something that they should have agreed on. So, doctor, using sex toys behind your partner bags is a no-no i usually do not advise to do anything behind anybody's back especially a person who is again i'm gonna use 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 the word loosely loosely permanent partner you can imagine if you find out that there's things that have been done behind your back even if you would have agreed that they can be done somehow that could be viewed as cheating because cheating goes very far I could be agreeing that you could do something, but if you do it behind my back and I'm not aware of it, then it is it can cause pain and it can even cause the destruction of the basis of a relationship. Mm. So the best thing, especially if you are resolving an issue that is between the two of you, it's important then that you have to have that discussion. Honesty is the best policy. Now, the Honestly. next question says, my girlfriend has a dry vagina. Please help. Um, we'll answer that after this. Okay, maybe answer it and then we'll go to the next one. Okay. Dry vagina does happen. Also, it might happen also with age. And sometimes the dry vagina might be due to the fact that you have not prepared the vagina enough. Now, now that we are talking about toys today, toys, we can even utilize them, Patricia, for, uh, for, for the foreplay. Because what is important is that you need to get that vagina nice and wet before you can penetrate it. You can consider buying a nice toy that would be using or utilizing on the outside to make sure that that your partner is nicely stimulated. So make sure that the partner is nicely stimulated and take it from there. You might find that the dryness that he's talking about, if you remember our caller last week, that in the beginning, as you get too nice and too excited, it gets nice and wet. But as you progress, it does and get a little bit dry. So if it's like that, or you generally, because we are not the same, there are people that are more wet than others, and there are those that are a little bit drier. You might consider buying a lubricant. But because we always promote the use of condoms, because we are promoting safer sex, in cases where you are utilizing condoms, it is best to buy a water-based lubricant because an oil-based lubricant can have an effect on the texture on the condom itself and it might lead to condom breakage Excellent. and nobody wants to have post-orgasmic stress 
Oh, my goodness. I think that's something you need to explain to us. <laughs> and then another anonymous uh, WhatsApp here says, is there sex toys that can be used by men to delay ejaculation? He also asks, is there sex toys that enhance female orgasms uh, that can be used by men? And uh, the third question from the same uh, listener says, why do Nigerian men all have big penises? What are they doing that we are not doing? I don't know. <laughs> Doctor, do you have an answer? Especially for number three? For number three, I think it's mainly a genetic issue because we are all made, we have different genes. Uh, unless, it, of course, we have to do it a research here to find out exactly what has happened. I'm going to communicate with my peers from uh, from Nigeria and find out whether is there anything else. But now, for now, let's leave it at genetics. Uh, wait wait different- a minute. Even if we say it's genetics, I mean, has research been done that all Nigerian men have big penises? I, I think it's one of those myths, I suppose. Because I unless there's a, a study that came out, I suspect it's a myth also. Yeah, but you. we'll look into that and we'll come back to you on that one. All right, let's answer the other ones. Is there a toy that can help men to delay their ejaculation? And is there a toy that men can use to assist enhancing female orgasms? To delay an ejaculation, you might find that. Let me just take you through a small legal uh, uh, talk on this one. On the fir- Usually, the first uh, uh, encounter on a day, which is most of the time referred to as a round, but I don't like the word round. I just don't like session. So the first session, you might find that because of the edge that you would have wanted to have sex for a long time, you've been longing for each other. So that one usually does not last long. So it's not one of those sessions that you can start saying to yourself, oh God, I am coming very quickly. No, it's something to just keep at the back of your mind. And then thereafter, there's a refractory stage where you give yourself a bit of time to recover and you can have another erection. So on the second time and the third time, you can start worrying then if they are very short sessions. Also, this is not something that can be addressed by toys because we need to remember that sex, sex is just not a physical affair. No, we need the four beings of a human being for us to be able to start saying, yes, now there is a problem here. The four beings being the physical, which is what we get to see the body, the emotional, what, how emotional are you, what is happening in your life, the mental state, are you having a good mental state for you to be able to carry an erection to the end in the normal way that you usually do? And lastly, are you spiritually at peace? Then when all these four things have been looked at and they are at peace and harmony, then we can say we have a healthy sexual being. So we have to then look at all of those to say, how have they affected how you have a, a, a short session? And if one of them are out of balance, you are expected to have that. This is not something that we can really say we can correct utilizing toys. No, but it's a long-term process that you have to go through with your doctor to see what the problem and it can be utilized there going forward. But having said that, um, um, there are certain kind of toys that we can use, that we can use to enhance and make sure that a male can be able to uh, assist the female to the end, or even your male partner. Your, your male partner. These are called male sleeves. 
Now, what are male sleeves? This is uh, something like a sleeve that is shaped like a penis that you can put over your penis and strap on, on a strap on in your waist that you put over your penis and you can utilize that. But if there's other problems, that will not help you because the biggest thing is that you want to solve the problem rather than try and use the toys if there's an underlying problem that can be used. Okay, what was the other question? All right, now we're going to move to a voice note and then after the voice note, uh, go back uh, quickly to the pegging uh, issue that we are trying to explain to us. Okay. Hi, good evening. Um, question is, uh, the guy that saying that he can't satisfy his wife, if he's going to buy the tool, uh, how does he feel, man? Because knowing that you can't satisfy your girlfriend, I mean... It, for me, it's going to be like an awkward, you know, I can't even satisfy my girlfriend and something like that. And then the second question is, is it, is it healthy for a man to, to, to use, maybe it's healthy, I'm not sure. Is it healthy for a man to use a toy for his own pleasure and something like that? Uh, because in my case, I would say it's, it's not healthy, but I'm not sure. I haven't done these things yet. I haven't used toys. And I don't think I'm planning on using any toys, but yeah, that's just a question. So, Doctor, is it healthy to use toys? I know there's another WhatsApp that came in asking, um, you know, are, are the use of toys healthy? So I think there's two questions related to the same issue. The use of toys is very healthy. There is no evidence or from a research point of view that says there is any disadvantages on the use of, of toys. Yes, there's other things that could okay because maybe you're not cleaning your toys that could lead to infection and stuff like that. But there is no research that far that says a, a use of toys is unhealthy. Going back to what the, the, the caller is just, uh, the, the voice note that you've just read, to say, how do you feel when then you use the toy for your woman's self-satisfaction? It's very important that, and it must be central to you as a partner that both of you are satisfied. Sex then should not be a one-sided thing. If you are finished and your partner is not finished, it becomes your duty to make sure that you take them to the end. You could do this if you are not putting toys as part of your sex evolution. You could do this using fingering. You could also resort to oral sex and other practices that you choose to use. But if your partner is keen to want to have a toy, the question that I would like to throw back to the, to the listeners to say, if your partner is keen, why would you want to stop them? And if they are also not hiding it from you, we need to change how we see life for, for us to be able to fully benefit from it. It's a topic that is out there. It's something that is happening. It's things that we need to think of us or as we evolve in our own journey. The last one that the caller uh, uh, talked about is the fact that he doesn't see himself utilizing these toys. Self-love or masturbation is very central in life. You need to remember that whether it's your penis or your vagina or your anus is a gift to you. It's not to the next person. So when you self-satisfy yourself, you find out facts about yourself. This is how my body functions. This is where I would like my partner to touch. This is where it is more sensitive. This is my hot spot. So if you take it as for your own benefit, it goes a long way. Like, for instance, now we've been sitting over 40 days and we are all in lockdown. Now, would you be waiting for somebody else to have your own self-satisfaction?
Well, it's preference choice. It's it's preference choice, preference and uh, personal choices here, doctor. Um, In in terms of pegging, um, just in a minute, could you just sum it up for us? Pegging is a practice where you use a strap on and utilize a toy. Some of them, they come with the strap on itself or some of them you can buy also separately. Now you put the, the, the strap around your waist. You put in a penile looking a toy, dildo or a vibrator, and you basically are the one that is now going to be penetrating your partner. This can be done by female to female or female to male. In case most of the time where you have a male partner who would like to experience, uh, 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 um, you're female and you have a male partner who would like to experience anal sex but are not attracted to men and they would rather have that experience with you. So that is one of the things that we need to look at. Because at the end of the day, the penetration through the anus has shown that, research has shown that there is a lot of benefit, either you are a male or a female. Going back to the peace spot that you've talked about, a, 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 a pet that you, you thought you've never really got into a conversation about, the peace spot, which is the pro- prostate spot, talk, talking about the prostate gland, is easily accepted, uh, accessible through the anus. So this can be done either through your finger or the use of toys. In this case, practice of pegging. Thank you so very much, uh, Doctor. And uh, it seems like uh, <laughs> we have uh, been educated and uh, we really appreciate um, uh, this uh, guide that you have given us on sex toys. Many more conversations have opened up from today's discussion. Please, uh, because, Pat, we did not touch on the most important one. We have touched mainly on the toys, which will talk about the fourth industrial revolution. Because sex and fourth industrial revolution, we have seen the toys becoming electronic and evolving to more sleek and beautiful toys. But we did not really delve into the artificial intelligence, which is a sex toy that you can have a conversation with. And we have these ones here in the country. We can even have them custom made for you. Here, I know there's a company that does them here in Pretoria, but I think it's a conversation that is worth also having. Well, fourth, fourth industrial revolution and sex toys. Thank you so very much, Dr. Baba Lagamaboza. Thank you. I thank you so much. An apple a day keeps the dentist away and an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. Have an orgasmic time <laughs> All right. That marks the end of the show. We are back again tomorrow. If you missed any of our interviews today, you can go to our website, www.safm.co.za, so that you can catch up on uh, everything we discussed from 10 until right now, being midnight. From the team and I, may goodness and grace lead you all to the great heights of success. Until tomorrow.